Welcome to The Change Lab, a podcast for people who are all about personal development, leaning into their potential and becoming their best self. Just, you know, starting next Monday. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha Hines, and oh, sh- it's Monday. Hi, lab mates. Happy Monday. We're back in The Change Lab. Today's going to be a little bit of a departure from our regularly scheduled programming. Less evidence-based science and more of my musings, perhaps. I don't know. I recently read a post on the gram from Professor Scott Galloway in which he quoted the astronomer and astrophysicist Carl Sagan that just stopped me cold. (laughs) It was a doozy. So here's what the quote said. We are mites on a plum on a planet circling an unremarkable star on the outskirts of an ordinary galaxy which contains 400 billion other stars and is one of 100 billion other galaxies. So let's just give ourselves a moment to let Carl Sagan's words sink in a wee bit. We're a mere speck on a planet spinning around an ordinary old star in a sea of 400 billion other stars in our galaxy. And let us not forget that our 401 billion starred galaxy is merely one of 100 billion other galaxies out there. So mind-blowing, right? It's a pretty sobering and clarifying reminder of our reality. In this post, Professor Scott Galloway goes on to write, nobody you care about or who cares about you will be alive in a hundred years. Nobody will remember your successes or failures. So why am I starting your Monday on such a cheery note? Well, because it made me think about time and specifically what we do with the short time we're given on this earth. So let me give you a little context. So the connection I'm drawing here makes perhaps a little more sense. I read this post on a day when I'd had a session with a client whose central concern was her time management or probably more accurately, her poor time management. She, like many of my clients, wants to stop wasting her time and instead become more productive and efficient. She was saying things like, I'm just terrible at managing my time and uh, there's never enough time for me to get all the things done and I always feel so behind. And I mean, Lord have mercy, I can relate. As someone with ADHD, losing time is more in my wheelhouse than managing it. I mean, (laughs) that is the truth. But this wonderful word from Carl Sagan gave me pause because by the 10th reading of this quote, the importance of productivity or time management for its own sake, something I have honestly longed for my whole life as if it were the golden key that would unlock my true potential. Well, it starts to seem completely and utterly absurd. I'm not going to get a medal for the most emails responded to in a lifetime. I mean, let's be honest, I'm not even a contender. (laughs) I don't get that many. I'm sure there's so many people that get many more emails than I do. No one is going to remember nor care how brilliantly fast I crushed my to-do list or my errands. And I already know what happens when you respond quickly to text messages. They don't stop coming. You just get more. That's how that works. 
my busyness badge and the people I assume admire and applaud it will turn to stardust just as I will. So before we get overwhelmed by existential nihilism, I want to invite you to consider that the cosmos's indifference to how we spend our time might in fact be enormously liberating. Because guess what? It turns out there's no objective rank-ordered good use of time scale. Now, judgy people who like to criticize how other people spend their time might disagree, but who's to say that judging people is a better use of time than procrastinating? The answer is no one. The only person who can determine if you are maximizing or squandering your time blessedly is you. So before worrying that you're not making the most efficient use of your minutes and living the most productive life, you might want to first decide what life you want all those productive minutes to create. Being maximally productive on activities that don't lead to a desired goal or make more time for what matters is just meaningless movement. Is belly laughing, church going, TV watching, gutter cleaning, podcast listening, Reddit reading, roller coaster riding, to-do list crushing, clothes shopping, hockey playing, leg waxing, dating app swiping, or world exploring a good use of your time? I haven't a clue. Nor, by the way, do you, unless you've determined these two things, the goals that define where you want to go and the values that define how you want to get there. Without defining your goals and your values, it's impossible to manage your time well. I mean, I'm going to say this again. Without defining your goals and your values, and that's you defining them, not other people, you, it's impossible to manage your time well. It's impossible. Think about it. If you value connection and being present, quickly responding to work emails and texts while you're watching a movie with your family might make you more productive, but it's not an effective use of your time. If you value skillfulness and getting lost in a state of flow, hours dedicated to developing more competence at your hobby, honing your photography chops, practicing the piano, painting, or taking cooking classes is time well spent, even if other people think it's foolish. And if your goal is to get to bed earlier, itemizing your expenses on QuickBooks at 9.50 p.m. or reading a child another chapter isn't noble. It's merely bedtime procrastination. But here's the real kicker. Working your tail off to accomplish a goal that someone else sets for you, as impressive as that accomplishment may be, is still a crappy use of your precious life force. Whatever is considered to be a good use of time can only be determined by what you decide to make your life about. We get so fixated on trying to be more efficient and productive in an effort to squeeze more into our day without asking ourselves to what end. Recently, one of my clients who, as a physician, I mean, she knows how to work hard and move around efficiently, that's for sure. She said to me, I'll be so devastated if I get to the end of my life and realize that I spent most of it working to pay stuff off. And it would be devastating to realize too late that all our productive effort was on behalf of a life we didn't really even want. The author Oliver Bergman in his wonderful book, it's so fantastic, 4,000 Hours Time Management for Mortals, 
He just hits the nail right on the head. He writes, productivity is a trap. Becoming more efficient just makes you more rushed and trying to clear the deck simply makes them fill up again faster. Nobody in the history of humanity has ever achieved work-life balance, whatever that may be. And you certainly don't get there by copying the six things successful people do before 7 a.m. The day will never arrive when you finally have everything under control, when the flood of emails has been contained, when your to-do list have stopped getting longer, when you're meeting all your obligations at work and in your home life, when nobody's angry with you for missing a deadline or dropping the ball, and when the fully optimized person you've become can turn at long last to the things life is really supposed to be about. Let's start by admitting defeat. None of this is ever going to happen. But you know what? That's excellent news. And I agree. (laughs) I agree with him. It is excellent news because in surrendering to the God, small g, of productivity, we can get down to the real business of life, growing up into a self-authored adult and graduating from being the good child who's working so hard to get an A for managing it all and step into the wise, self-governing adult who has defined what is important to get an A in and what is not. We can't possibly manage our time well if we haven't defined who we are, what we're about, and what we want to create. And as Professor Scott Galloway reminds us, a hundred years from now, no one will remember our triumphs and our humiliations, and they certainly won't applaud us for managing our time within an inch of its life. But we will leave behind an imprint in the lives we impacted, the love we gave, the work we contributed, the problems we solved, the values we passed down, and the model we left to follow. Our time is limited, and so is your plate. So stop trying to pile more on the plate in the name of productivity and start making the brutally hard decisions about what needs to stay on the buffet table. Your time is not to be managed, but to be lived. And to fully come alive, You have to give up a passive, helpless relationship with it. And it starts with taking a radically honest look at what you're choosing to spend your time doing each week. Is each activity a reflection of your self-authored values and goals? Or are you outsourcing your values, your goals, your identity, and your decisions to other important people or to society at large? and sitting back feeling resentful about what others are making you do and complaining about the injustice of having to dutifully play by the onerous rules of life. Time is the one asset that each person on this planet gets the same amount each and every day. No more, no less than anyone else. You get to spend it how you choose to. The question is, are you taking responsibility for the choices that you're making? Your lab work this week, if you choose to accept it, is to track your time over the next seven days. I have two time tracking sheets for you in the show notes. There are two PDFs called The Deliberate Day. There's a Lark version for those of you that like to get up early and an owl version for those of you that are on the night owl schedule. But each day I want you to write out what you intend to do. So you'll see on one column, it's the intended day. So, you know, what's on your schedule that day. And then 
as you go through the day, I want you to fill out what you actually did with your time in the column next to it. So you'll have two columns, your intended day and then your actual day. And at the end of each day, I want you to review how you spent your time and ask yourself the following question. In 10 years, will I be happy I spent my time on this activity? Why or why not? What is a good use of your time is ultimately a question that only you can answer. So have a wonderful and deliberate week. And in everything you choose to do, put the own up in grown up. For more dirt on today's topic, make sure to visit the episode show notes at drsashahines.com. Or if you have any specific questions, you can shoot me an email at hello at thechangelabpodcast.com or find me on Instagram at drsashahines. If you're enjoying The Change Lab, there are three things you can do about it. Subscribe and leave me a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Share the show with a friend or five. Or head over to drsashahines.com to check out the ways you can work with me and dive deeper into this work. And if you're feeling wild, maybe do all three. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next Monday.